Uh, I'm Paige Chen. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. I'm filling in for Jeff today and tomorrow. He's in Calgary at the Stampede, and we will uh, check in with him actually shortly and see how he's doing out there and how the Stampede is treating him. Look, it's. Um, I also want to say thanks to everyone who's listening in uh, Hamilton, London, and Toronto. Where we are in Toronto, it's, it's pretty warm. And uh, I am definitely someone who... I don't know. Is this TMI? Like sometimes I do want to shower more than than once a day. Um, Although I'm not sure that that's good for you, to be honest. Uh, So on the line, we've got Laura DeSanctis. She's a wellness expert and holistic nutritionist and digestive health coach at uh, at Go With Your Gut. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kay. Uh, I'm very interested in knowing more from you because uh, I do like to... Think that I'm somewhat aware or I try to be as conscious as I can about my health, uh, mm-hmm. also the environment and how those two can, can go hand in hand. Uh, so what the first topic we're talking about today is over showering. And I didn't really think of it as a problem because there's some people who just don't shower enough. So, yeah. you know, how bad could it be if maybe I, I need a rinse two or three times a day because maybe I was exercising and then I'm going out, but then maybe it was really hot when I'm out. And now I need to have another shower before bed. Yeah, I find that um, even myself, I, I didn't think that I was over showering or if there was really that concept, but some people don't actually shower every day. And there's a lot of conflicting advice about how often you should shower. But I think especially when it comes to the warm weather on a day like today, a lot of people feel that they want to shower in the morning and they want to shower at, in the evening. But some dermatologists recommend to shower every other day or two to three times a week. Um, and through my research that I was doing on this topic this week, I found it really depends on each and every person. So it depends on your level of activity. If you're working out in the morning, you're probably going to want to shower before you go to work or before you start your day. Um, if you're doing work that's outside and you get really heated and sweaty, you definitely want to shower after that because a lot of bacteria can build up after you sweat. So there's Really, like, there's that huge importance of personal hygiene, and I tell people, really listen to your body. If you feel like you need to take that daily shower, then do it and make that part of your daily routine. I think some people aren't that aware of their own bodies, and it's hard to tell someone else that maybe they should up their their shower game. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not unsafe, right, to, to, (laughs) if I want... I don't really want to take three showers a day, but I mean, sometimes when it's really hot out, depending on what you're doing, uh, it happens. That's right. And it's definitely dependent on your activity, but I mean, there is sometimes too much. It really depends on each person because everyone's skin is quite different and it changes from season to season. Now, if there aren't really hard and fast rules on how much is too much, but if you know that your body gets really dry um, and if you shower too much, it can lead to itching and dry, flaky skin or even the flare-ups of skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis or even dry, brittle hair and nails. But there's other factors aside from just showering too much. It could be the soaps that you're using, um, the, the type of water, if it's hard water or soft water. So there's a lot of other factors that come into play. But I really like to tell people, you know, if you stick to one shower per day, that should be okay. But again, if you're exercising or if you're outside and you're sweating a lot, you can have one to two showers a day. Now, like as you mentioned, soap is drying. I feel like we all know that because we've been washing our hands so much the past mm-hmm. two and a half years and we've experienced that. So is there perhaps a greener or more gentle option? 
Yep, you really want to, I always like to tell people uh, to avoid trying using the scented soaps and fragrances because even though it maybe makes your bathroom smell really tropical or like a rainforest or like this vanilla cupcake kind of smells, um, it's really great for olfactory senses, but it's not really good. It does a really um, poor job on the skin. So you want to stay away from that. It's really going to irritate your skin and could cause more sensitivity. So stay away or try the unscented um, shower I would say the gels. I don't even think the soaps are really great. Mm-hmm. And look for products that don't have the fragrance. So the more fragrance that it has, usually there's thousands of chemicals and you want to avoid parabens. So just like your food, when you're reading the ingredients, look on your labels when you're buying soaps. And that applies to the hair as well as for your body. Read the labels and make sure that it's paraben free. Okay. So another issue that people experience, uh, I wouldn't say that it's just in summer. I find that I get it more in the in the winter, actually, mm-hmm. are like dry, chap lips. But what I um, have been searching for is lately is um, like a... Uh, lip balm with SPF because someone told me that that was like, something I should be looking for um, and that your lips can also burn because we think about putting sunscreen on our faces and our bodies, but yet we leave our lips exposed. Uh, so what sort of like lip care should we be considering for summer? That's a great question. I think a lot of the time, and you nailed it, Hey, when you said, you know, we think about this in the winter more so, but our lips can get really chopped in the summer too. And I think one of the reasons is because uh, the excessive sun exposure. So just like the rest of our body, our lips can burn and blister, and they really require that protection from harmful UV rays. So you're going to want to look for uh, a lip balm that has that SPF at least of 30. And as well, you really want to make sure that you're staying hydrated because when we talk about the body and holistic health, we're always looking um, and promoting the inside out. So drinking that water is going to cause hydration to your body. When we're dehydrated, it causes your body to pull out water from other parts of the hydrated cells. And one of them will be your skin and your lips. And as well, I like to tell people, especially when it's hot outside, um, you really want to avoid um, licking your lips because that excessive saliva can really lead to dry lips in the summer. I remember as a kid having chapped lips and that, you know, when your mom was like, don't lick your lips. It's just, it's all you want to do. I know. I know. It, it, it's almost habitual, right? But you really want to, when you find your lips are really chapped like that, uh, limit your time in the sun and make sure you're drinking a lot of water. You want to constantly stay hydrated and invest in a really high quality lip balm that has that SPF. So at least you're looking for that SPF 30. So minimum SPF 30. Yeah. I would okay. Say that. And you know what I do like is I find that there are more um, like cosmetics and beauty brands that are creating a lip balm with SPF. It's still a little bit challenging to find. That's right. That's right. So if you can't find that, there's always, you can do the DIY lip balms at home. You can add a few drops of coconut oil on your lips and leave it overnight. Or you can even use aloe vera. Fresh aloe vera gel would be best. And you can try adding that uh, two to three times a day on your lips. And again, anytime you're adding the aloe vera or even your lip balms, you want to do this before you you go outside, before you get exposure to the sun. And I also like to tell people, uh, use a humidifier at home. And again, try it with that SPF if you can. If you find one even with a minimum of SPF 15, try using that because it's better than nothing. Okay, all great tips. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. That's Laura DeSanctis. She's a wellness expert and holistic nutritionist and digestive health coach at Go With Your Gut. A lot of great info. I'm Paige Chen, and you're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.